0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: As I started to speak this morning, Brian got up from his chair, ran into the control room, beat on Mikey B a little bit, and now is back. So I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that better place we were in yesterday,
2: no more. Oh, Okay, mm. no. What, what, I was trying to see if uh, Connor could handle distractions, you know. That's right. Connor yeah, is in today. for, yes, Connor is in for the PD. The scowl. Petey meets on
1: the board. Uh the flu that Pete <laughs> wanted to get. Seems like he did. Uh yeah. yesterday our technical director, Pete Pilati, I said, Oh, you might you might have the flu. He goes, Hope so. Well much
2: I bet the li- flu is tripping. Damn, can we get a better host? <laughs> <laughs> much like
1: LeVar Ball, he spoke that into existence
2: ah. as he is not here today. There you go. Is everything all right between you two or do I need oh, to just mediate? You just give a man a little rap on the beat. Get yeah. some respect around here. Well what did he say? What did he do to get you so angry? He was barking orders. Oh, uh, he was barking yeah, orders, you know, okay. I think he runs something. Something like right. that. Right. Okay. Well, how are you doing? Other day? than that, how are you doing? I mean, you know what? Man, I'm glorious. Really? I am just again back again. to back glorious back days. Back to back glorious days. Yes. It's remarkable. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. All of that. And you I'm doing
1: well. I mean, I can't match that. Yes, you can? I am no, I really can't. But okay. I um I am doing well. Yeah. Cool. So we've got stuff on the show today. There has been some news overnight about Tennessee filling that job Mm -hmm. with Alabama defensive coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt. We will speak about that at length in about 40 minutes from now. Andrew Bogus will give you some more details on that coming up with an update in about 20 minutes from now. But I really wanted to open the show with something that happened yesterday. A couple of things. news. Of the NFL considering using the targeting rule like you see in college football. And also what Mike Mitchell of the Pittsburgh Steelers said. And the reason why I wanted to start there was because I'm very, very interested. And we have not spoken about this off the air yet. Uh, I'm very, very interested in what you think about both of these things. So I don't normally open up the show with a long soundbite. But I think it's important to hear Mike Mitchell and then have us react to it. Okay. So give me the whole thing, Connor. All right, give me—I'll give you a number on this. Give me number six. All right, <laughs> hey, Connor. This
3: is football. Well, hold on a second. I didn't. Think, I'll, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> when to go. To.
1: This is Mike Mitchell in the Steelers locker room yes. yesterday. The Juju Smith Schuster suspension was upheld. Right. The George Iloka suspension reduced. N- yes. No. So sus- fine. Right to a fine. Yeah. So you have that, and then you have an angry Mike Mitchell in the locker room. Of course, you know, Ryan Shazier still recovering, but that's an emotional thing for that locker room. Maybe that played into, even though that was not a dirty play, but still might have played into this a little bit. Listen to Steelers safety Mike Mitchell. At
3: the end of the day, this is football. If you want to see flag football, then let's take our pads off. That would make it easier for me because I don't got to wear heavy but give us flags for me to pull off because that way I know what we're playing. You know, I signed up to play full speed contact football and we're not doing that. I feel like I gotta ask a guy, hey, are you ready for me to hit you right now before I hit you? And that's crazy. I'm gonna mess around and get hurt trying to protect an offensive player because he's running an over route. Damn it, your quarterback shouldn't have threw that ball messed up. That happened two years ago. That's not, I'm, I'm not joking at all. Andy Dalton threw a ball to Tyler Eifert two years ago. Tyler Eifert had to die for it. I was aiming for his gut. But if he don't die, he don't get in the head. That's 50 grand out of my pocket, though, because Andy throws a bad ball. Make that make sense. And at first you're taking our money, but now, you know, I got like matt hasselbeck calling me a dirty player and trying my character and we've never met before i donate more money to cincinnati underprivileged kids than probably people on the Bengals. so don't give me that name my nephew goes to school there man i take all that personally if you don't know me if you never had a conversation with me don't judge us by what you see on football because football is my competitive side you know what i'm saying so it's just so much going on in the game right now yes obviously i'm a little flustered but I mean, we just got to do better. We got to do better. I said it yesterday. We got to do better as players when we sign the next CBA. We got to get better leadership as who's running the league because obviously everybody from fans, owners, players, are all disappointed in Roger Goodell. Um, we just we just got to do better. We can't have a guy where you just hand out discipline on how you see fit. There needs to be a set guideline of how we do what we do.
1: Steelers safety Mike Mitchell in the Steelers locker room, locker room after practice yesterday. I'm going to steal a Brian Jones phrase that I hear a lot. I agree with 50% of 100% of what you just said. Uh, There are some things in there that I I totally agree with. I do think it's ironic, though, that he's upset that Matt Hasselbeck calls him a dirty player, and they never met. But then he called him a blank hole, and he's never met him.
2: I thought that was a a blank hole for calling him a dirty player. (laughs) I mean, even though they never met,
1: I thought that was a little bit ironic. (laughs) Like, all right, you're getting mad at a guy making judgments on you when you never met, but then you call him an even worse name. But okay, now they know each other. Yeah, I guess so. Um, But there are a couple of things in there that I do agree with. One is that. It's really tough for some of these defenders to do these hits or I guess act out the way that the NFL wants them to in situations like he talked about, like with Tyler Eifer. We've said that before, a guy rolling lowering, lowering his target area in yeah. a split second and, yeah. and a player. And I do think there's times you can you can decipher that on the field and looking at those hits and saying, all right, that guy didn't mean to hit him there. It was more yeah. more circumstance. Um, but. I think that the flag football argument is just too extreme. And I think that that came out of anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. He said, I signed up to play full speed, hard hitting football. It's still that I do believe it's still that there's still so much speed and hard hitting. It's just in an effort to protect the players from some unnecessary hits because of what we know about what can happen to them down the road. So Although there's some good points in there about trying to fix this and getting more consistency and Roger Goodell and the league making sure that it's a little more clear and doing better. I agree with that. But mm-hmm. let's not act like the game is just a total wuss fest out there these days. Right. It's not, it's not right. like
2: that at all. Right. And what did we learn back in elementary school about when you're writing your thesis, you know, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them again. And the way he started off telling us, uh, his story, it, it was wrong-headed, it, it, just as you you pointed out. And and then he calmed down somewhat, and, and he really got to the meat and potatoes of it, and and the manner in which he expressed it was totally different. So I get what you're saying, and I was saying that at the beginning of all of this discussion about changing the game, being uh, more thoughtful uh, about the target area, and I have said many times, you know, Randy Cross helped me come around to where we are now and and yes I get flustered and frustrated at some of these targeting calls because it is so difficult at times to change what you're aiming for in a split second if you've ever been down on the field you were a pit sideline reporter you've seen these guys in action up close and personal you have to have an appreciation of how fast they move how big they are, and how difficult it is to have someone in your sights, and then at the last second you have to adjust where you are, what, what you're aiming for. Being down there on the sideline, Saturday, watching these big old behemoths, Georgia and Auburn, uh, it's just amazing. I, even as a former player, I should been like, "Damn, I went through that." It, everything looks like it hurts. Just stretching, watching these guys stretch, looks like it hurts. Like, why, what was I thinking playing this game? But it's a beautiful game. It's a difficult game. And I understand the frustration from Mike Mitchell, but uh, he's wrong about the flags on him and all that. Yeah, I, I, I even express that that sentiment at times when I'm watching some of these targeting calls. But I like the fact that they may implement the targeting rules that are now in you, place you, do you like that? at the collegiate level wow. if they do it correctly. But we don't know that yet. Here's yes, the deal I do. they go back and they review it. And even uh, though a lot of times I disagree, <sighs> At least they go back and review, was it a targeting call? Should this person be kicked out of the ball game? A lot of times they reverse that. Uh, and sometimes they don't, and I, and I disagree with them. But at least I like the fact that they go back and they look at it and, and they say, okay, we're going to reverse that call.
1: If you could tell me that there is strong evidence to suggest, and I don't think this is possible yet because there's not enough data out there, but that there's strong evidence to suggest that ejecting players from games keeps players healthier in the long term Then I would sign up for this 100%. My fear is, though, that the NFL never gets any of these things right when they have a lot of time to think about it. I'm talking days to sit there and review it and think about Mm -hmm. it. Look at what we just saw with Iloka and Schuster. They had days and appeals to try to figure that out. And they came nowhere near where they needed to be with this. The Rob Gronkowski thing, same deal. And you're telling me that now within a game, we're going to trust these same (laughs) balloon heads to make the right decision in critical NFL games where millions and millions of
2: dollars are on the line? You didn't ask me if I trust him. I said I'm okay with them implementing that policy that is now in place. Now, do I trust him? wholeheartedly I can't say honestly yes no I can't but I think it's a good policy if it's implemented and and it's it's if if it's done right I, I think it's a good policy to go back and review instead of just arbitrarily looking at it and say okay he's out no, go back and review it, reverse the damn call, leave the the, the person in the game, and let's move on. Yeah, now, I, if, they, if they can enforce that correctly, I'm all for it.
1: Well, that's a, that's a huge if in my eyes, and sure, I would stand by that statement, too, if they could enforce it correctly. But I've got so many examples, one after another after another, that says that they will not be able to do that. Because unless they bring in a whole slew of new people, new faces... And different brains to be in charge of that, then I'm going to expect the same incompetence. And the fact that... Now, I didn't think either one of those hits was suspendable at all in that Steelers-Bengals game, either Iloka or Juju Smith-Schuster. But if you were going to tell me that one of them was going to be a fine and not a suspension, I would have said it was Schuster just because of the emphasis and what I've been told about helmet-to-helmet hits in the NFL. Yes. So what is the answer? (laughs) I mean, they, they cannot add another wrinkle to this. Now, maybe I'd feel better about it if you could tell me with conviction that you think that there are fewer of these dangerous hits in college football that are unnecessary, and you believe that the game is healthier for players now because of that targeting rule? Well, Do you feel there, that
2: there way? are reports each each year, and, and we've seen it at the NFL level as well, and 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 falsely a couple of years ago, I believe it was it was stated that the the, the concussions and the hits to the head had decreased. And you see that at the collegiate level as well. There has been a decline in those type of hits, but they're still going to occur because it's so difficult to change. In and in a, in just like that, in the snap of a finger, uh, it's so difficult to change and, 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 and aim for a different target area. So I, there has been a decline, a decline. This has been a deterrent, but they still occur. And, 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 so, and, and there's no way you're going to be able to completely eliminate it from the game. It's not going to happen. You're going to see this more and more often. Hell, we saw USF, it seemed like every week one of their guys was being kicked out of a game this season uh, for the targeting rule because of the targeting rule. So, uh, yes, there's been a decline. And, and, and do we need to do more? Well, I don't know how much more or how further you can go than what they're doing right now. And I don't like the fact that you you're kicking the guy off the sideline as if he would. You, you can discern uh, when there's a malicious intent. I know but I can.
1: They can't,
2: but they <laughs> that's exactly. the problem. Well, They should be able to. And, and you know when a guy's lowering his helmet and and trying to hurt. It was a Pittsburgh Steeler guy. He went. It, it was a couple of games ago. We talked about how he went into a a, a, a player and clearly lured his helmet and 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 no call whatsoever. Nothing. So, yeah, is it uniform as far as they apply the rule? No, it's not. And and I'm in agreement with you. The Aluki hit was worse than the Juju Smith-Schuster hit. And, and yet that fine is reduced and the, the uh, Smith-Schuster hit is not. How do you look at that over and over and, and, and not see the distinction there?
1: Right, and that's what scares me about adding another wrinkle to these rules and having people make those decisions within the game how
2: about we get some defensive guys on on this uh, this committee or, or not committee or in this in this uh, room with uh, you know John Runyon and James Strash. You got a former offensive lineman. You, you have a former wide receiver. Can we get some defensive representation? I know Merton Hanks at one point he was uh, uh, there with the, in the league's league office. I'm not sure if he's still employed there or if he this is still within his purview. But let's get more defensive guys in there. Not to say that uh, they're going to always side with the, with on the defense. No, but I'd love to have a little balance in the room.
1: Sure. If I thought that they actually had some autonomy on making those decisions, but I'm a firm believer that there isn't anything that happens in that building without a Roger Goodell sign-off. So I don't think a defensive player's perspective in there is going to be heard like it should. I think that Goodell will say, listen, we have to do whatever we can so we don't get sued later on because we don't need to pay out millions upon millions of dollars to former players that say we didn't try to protect them. That's what this is about. Mm -hmm. You want to tell me that Roger Goodell has a soft spot in his heart for former players That are in wheelchairs or have CTE or dealing with some sort of horrible thing. No, he doesn't. What he cares about is a bunch of owners saying we don't need to pool our money together again and end up sending out these millions and millions of dollars of settlements. So do whatever you can next time that this um, litigation comes about. To say that, no, look, at all these measures
2: that we put in, the well, whole I don't, thing's are farce. I, I don't know what's in the man's heart. And I and do. I, I, no, you do not. Well, this NFL, <laughs> I say, yes, well, I of do. Of course they want to protect their ass. They want to protect their baby and, and and not be liable for another lawsuit down the road. I would agree. And you can look at how they are now handling the current uh, the concussion lawsuit, and and you can see that there's some failings involved in that, but that's a whole other story. They're still lying about that right. stuff. I understand still. they're still lying and they're still denying guys who clearly have issues, and, and that has been that information has been sent to my email over and over in the last three months. So that's uh, how
1: I know what's in his heart yeah. is he's still telling people a lie about it. Still, they're finding their own doctors and not yeah, listening yeah, to the people yeah, yeah. that are independent when it comes well, to it.
2: They, they reject some, and then they uh, promote others, and they stay, say they're sending you to an independent uh, doctor, and yet you're the one that is determining who's independent and who's not. Yeah, it's so I don't think this is going to get any better, and I think this is
1: another instance in 2017 in the NFL where it's a really significant negative story. And I I said yesterday, I'm changing my tune on this. I used to think that these things were good for the NFL, that you were just talking about it, and it was never going to take a step back or go down a rung in the popularity of sports in this country. And I firmly believe now that we're in a situation where it's starting to.
2: Well, you have a different generation that's growing up with uh, these new steps, these new rules in place and the violence of the game, they see it in a different vein than those of, of my generation that th- the game was sold to us on th- the fact that it was violent. So now you're trying to take some aspects of that out of the ball game, and, and it still is going to occur from time to time. And, and those who were sold on a different, more docile game, if you will, uh, they don't view it in the same way as I do. Coming up next, an
1: Andrew Bogish update. In about 20 minutes, we're going to talk about Tennessee looking like they finally have a coach. Mm-hmm. And also, we're talking about targeting here in the NFL. But at CBS Sports Radio, we have a bigger problem. It's called poaching. We're coming right back. Talk to Geo and Jones now. 855-212-4CBS. A National Anthem rendition that was sort of outside the box, was unique. it not? It was unique. It was unique. Yeah. And you know the Jimi Hendrix National Anthem oh, from Woodstock. Whew. It's just unbelievable. Mm. And a- any time you hear it, it's, it, it withstands the test of time. It's just remarkable stuff, and it was revolutionary at the time. Right? And,
2: and he was a vilified for it. There were folks that uh, got on him about that,
1: right? And and at the time, I mean, I, I read about it. Obviously, it wasn't around when this when this happened. Um, but you know that this is Woodstock, iconic moment.
0: Fordham basketball game, a <laughs> recreation of that yeah. mm-hmm. on a Wednesday night <laughs> Wednesday, in December. December with Harvard in town.
1: Yeah, odd spot. For a recreation of that, would you say?
2: Yeah. A little That's v- a good stage. What's wrong? I mean, <laughs> you want to try it out, you well, know, on a small stage
1: yeah. before Bungish, you take it to the big stage, Bungish right? But was there, and he said very, very
2: awkward.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I guess if you're going to work at the Kings, you do it on the Atlantic <laughs> 10 Digital Network. <laughs> so,
2: if, so you're saying it was bad. Yeah. Okay, well, well it was bad. It no was, matter what the stage, It was, was so
0: bad, it was good.
2: It could be at a lacrosse game. Nothing against lacrosse, but. If it's bad,
1: it's bad. So let's listen to it. It takes a little. We won't play the whole thing. But it takes a little
0: while for him to get into the bad. Yeah, and Mike's oh. got to tweet out the video because you have to watch him. Yeah, he, through he this I mean, he's well. doing
1: like the windmill thing. No. And, and he's
0: me. I mean, he's a nerdy white guy like I mean, in a Slayer T-shirt. Like, yeah, and he's you know <laughs> spreads <laughs> his legs
1: out and like ah, you know. <laughs>
0: no. The only oh. thing he didn't do is break the guitar on the court <laughs> when he was done.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's take a listen. In the beginning, when you first hear, you're like, oh, man, he's got a chance here. Mm-hmm. And then there's also other times later, you're like, oh, I was pretty good. But then there's, there's a couple of moments in there like you're like, kid, come on. you got to get a new hobby. Let's take a listen. So far, so good.
3: But
2: Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, now do you understand when you hear that? You're like Fordham, Harvard, December, Wednesday, weird. I, I, what, what
0: grade would you give him? as uh, a yeah, showman, it was like a B plus. He was all I, I'd say
1: I'd say a C. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of moments are really bad. He was yeah, either
0: really really good or really really bad. I, I would give him a B minus. I'd say B minus. Now the beginning, let me well, let me set the scene. So this is longer than Super Bowl national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, both teams are on the court lined up and the kids are alternating between stone faced, hand on their heart, like just staying true to Patriots in America. The other half is at their face buried, <laughs> hiding, laughing, looking around because no. I mean it really was It was so bizarre, especially (laughs) visually watching him, I mean, doing almost full backflips. You were waiting for, like, the punked cameras to come out and be like, ha-ha, we we got you. And it was never-ending. And that that initial switch where it almost sounds like a violin. Yeah. He actually... He ran to his amp. I don't know how guitars work, but he he did something as he was holding that one note. And when he stood back up, the guitars on a completely different... Right,
2: I was wondering what happened there. Yeah, that I, did not it work. It got a little
0: grungy at some right. point. Didn't work. But yeah. that,
2: it, the, the violins, like, <laughs> damn. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, not good. But that led to the ultimate transition back yeah, yeah. into full-on rock.
2: That's
0: <laughs> 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 unbelievable.
2: So un-American.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Poor Joel, the guy who hired him, was not happy after Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, now he was happy because my buddy who I was working with works for SI.com, and their account tweeted it out. So, like, it got some notoriety last night. So he was happy for, the, I guess, the viral aspect of it. Yeah. But there was about 30% of the gym that thought it was atrocious, and he heard <laughs> a lot from them. And the kid didn't do all of the gyrations during his like audition and sound check. That's what I was going to say. So That's what I figured. He was a little, but in general, he was like, <laughs> I, and I said to him, I was like, Joel, I don't remember one national anthem before today, and I've been to <laughs> 200 events here, this one will never be forgotten. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not necessarily a great thing, though. Probably not. (laughs) I I I am trying to make poor Joel feel better. Uh, All right. Well, give us an update, Bogus. Sure. Uh, T. Martin will have to settle for that cul-de-sac named in his honor in Knoxville, Mm. Tennessee reportedly (laughs) going with Alabama defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt as their head coach. The official announcement expected later today. But Pruitt would apparently like to coach the Tide through the college football playoffs while getting things rolling at Rocky Top. Now, pro football. Benjamin Franklin is killing the game. Roger Goodell's controversial extension is now done. Signed by the commissioner and compensation committee head, Arthur Blank. The five-year package could reportedly pay Goodell as much as $200 million through bonuses and incentives. Eli Manning is once again the Giants' starting quarterback and the Chiefs have suspended cornerback Marcus Peters for Sunday against the Raiders for throwing a penalty flag into the stands in frustration Sunday at the Jets. You're
2: kicking himself
0: out of the game when he wasn't kicked out of the game. And taking his socks off, which still (laughs) has not been exciting. Coming back sockless. Yeah,
1: I I know Andy Reid's lost some weight, but I was just picturing him sitting in his office, like, dipping fries into something other than ketchup. Maydays. Like, like, ranch or something, you know, like that. <laughs> and then popping them in his mouth and talking with his mouth full, asking somebody's opinion on it. This is what I thought yesterday. <laughs> like, like yeah, this is a visual. Like, dipping a fry and going,
2: I think we should spend it ourselves. Because <laughs> 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 they're not going to do anything about
0: it. <laughs> like that's, oh, that's... Now, is he a Diet Coke guy to balance out? <laughs> pro-
1: that? Yeah, okay. pro- probably, yeah. But, like, only from... The fountain ones right, that you get. Like, right, the big gulp of Very little ice, big straw,
0: you know, <laughs> and just all day. Uh, just sucking it down, definitely. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are struggling without the injured. Nikola. Jokic and mm. Paul Millsap, but head coach Michael Malone does not care after a 123-114 loss in New Orleans.
2: They didn't feel us. We didn't take it personally. They kicked their ass, and uh, it's becoming the same story every single night. And until our guys start taking it personal, until our guys start understanding the importance of playing defense and guarding your man one-on-one, we're, we're going to be – forget playoffs. That's not even, that, that is a word we should not use with this team.
0: DeMarcus wow. Cousins had 40 points and 22 boards. They for didn't Pelicans. us. The, Cav- me. the Cavaliers won their 13th straight. Despite a 14-point hole in the third quarter, 101-95 over the Kings, the Warriors dropped the Hornets 101-87. As Steph Curry missed his first game with that ankle injury, 35 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists for Kevin Durant. Boston beat Dallas 97-90, and the Bucks got by the Pistons 104-100. Suns guard Devin Booker to miss two <laughs> to three weeks with a left adductor strain. I'm sorry. I just got distracted by the television <laughs> because some people are just so...
1: Like, all right. There, there's an interview with Carl Ravitch, and...
2: This
1: is just... So unbelievable. So Carl Ravage and Aaron Boone, it's an interview that, that they're doing. Obviously, they work together. And the two guys that are associated with the Yankees that you know are deliberately trying to get in the shot – for attention are right there. And Randy Levine, who is an attention you-know-what, he is always trying to get attention. And then John Sterling, the radio play-by-play voice, is just loitering behind. And these guys have been around for a long time. They know exactly what they're doing, and there's so them in that moment. Levine is... Two inches away from the interview, right in between the two of them, like pretending to be on his phone just to get a little camera time. That was unbelievable. That was incredible. I, I saw it earlier. I was
2: like, <laughs> didn't he know that they're doing an interview they're right now? They're trying to like, zoom in
1: on Boonie. You still see uh,
0: like the fozzy bear haircut of Randy Levine, who's a team president. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> That was so perfect. I also never realized how much Randy Levine looks like a bleach blonde Peter Schwartz. Oh, <laughs> There's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, of CBS yeah. Sports Radio, Schwartz on Sports.
1: Oh that was inc- I'm sorry Shorts I got I'm sorry I got distracted there but and then Sterling too of course <laughs> Sterling <laughs> just <laughs> by himself <laughs> just standing there like oh like you got nowhere
0: to go John jeez uh there was college basketball last night it included second rank Kansas falling to uh, to Washington 74-65 and number 5 Florida losing at home to Loyola Chicago 65-59 the Gators have lost three straight UCLA did not play Montana last night because of the wildfires ravaging the L.A. area. Both the Angels and Mariners acquired $1 million in international bonus money yesterday in trades with Minnesota. Now they can offer Shohei Otani even more. And on ice, the Capitals took care of the Blackhawks 6-2, a goal and three assists for Alex Ovechkin. Boys? All
1: right, thanks, Bogus. We have a major violation here at CBS (laughs) Sports Radio, and I don't know who to place blame on. Uh Uh-oh. So it's a guest poach, and it's a guest poach of the highest order. So very early on in this show's existence, I suggested around the holidays and times where it would be Father's Day or maybe even a slower time in sports that we would have in Katie Linnendahl, who is this Mm -hmm. tech guru who had appeared on the Today Show, won a... An Emmy. She's just a massive amount of Twitter right, followers. Right. And she would come in here and give us a great segment and bring gifts. And nobody really knew who she was until I suggested maybe we have Katie Linnendoll right. in. Did anybody know who Katie Linnendoll is before I mentioned her? No, Any, Greg. No, no. You didn't? no. Nobody knew. Okay, just making sure. No. You didn't know either. I didn't Did know. You, no. Connor, you ever heard her? No. All right. Hmm. So I saw a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, Katie Linnendoll is on. The DA show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, good for her. you know. And we weren't thinking about her at that time. It wasn't a point in the year
0: where we would go to Katie Linendoll. She was here for Halloween.
1: Yeah, right. We never had her on Halloween. We had her on like Father's Day, had her on around the holidays. Right. That's when we had her. So I was like, Halloween doll, you can have Halloween yeah. doll. I don't need Halloween doll. <laughs> but then yesterday, she's in here. And she's got, she's like doll claws. She's got a sack of gifts. She comes into the DA show. <laughs> She's throwing the gifts like frisbees to people. Bogus is getting stuff. Everybody's getting stuff. And she, at that moment, became DA's guest and no longer our guest. So much so that Mike and I walked downstairs yesterday to get some coffee. We walked right by Katie. I mean, it was just like, hey, oh, hey, totally awkward. She knew she'd been poached.
2: Ah. There was a poaching.
1: Mm. So it's an official poaching now. There's no doubt about it. Katie Doll is no longer a G. Owen and Jones guest. She is a DA guest. Why can't we share her? You can't. Someone like that, you can't. Yes, you can. Because that she's, she'd be on the network too much. There's multiple gifts she has to yeah. give. You can't take advantage of did it. Did you call her out? So we did not... <sighs> And I had an opportunity to, but I don't think it's not her fault. She no. gets asked on a show, so I'm not going to get on her. And it be is like, her fault. She could have said, I'm dating Gio and Jones. No, I don't think so because oh. she doesn't know if we're going to call or not. She wants to get her stuff out there. She's got to jump on these opportunities. I'm not going to blame her. But where does this blame lie? I mean, I could take some responsibility for it. The first time mm-hmm. I saw a Halloween linen doll and say, hey, make sure that Christmas we get her. Mm-hmm. I could have done that. I did not do that, so I will take some responsibility. Who else for that. saw that?
2: Who else was aware of the Halloween booking? You weren't aware of that you didn't see her. You're here. Were you no. supposed to? She was here. You didn't see her. How did you not see her? I don't remember. You—that's
0: sh- not a good, a- good enough excuse. Well, I'm trying to leave here earlier, <laughs> but she's—which is not an excuse either. No, I know. No, it isn't. I, I, some of the blame is on me, absolutely.
1: All right. But do we get on Mirage and Da for a full blown guest post? Yes, that is really I the question to here. do it too. I mean, I didn't reach out for this time of year, so
2: that is on me. I, it didn't. Well, of course it's on it. you. Why haven't you reached out this time of year? You knew it was this time of year. Okay, bring down the voice. Oh, shut up! Don't tell voice. me what to do. No, I, I messed up. I don't I'll have no indoor on voice. I, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah. I should have done. Get a on job. the show. Well, now it's a little
1: weird. No, can't it's not do it. Weird. No, 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 no. I can't I do it. I want my
0: gift. Can't she do it now. She brings gifts.
1: She does, but we can't do it now. She it's did over.
0: Yesterday, I got a two hundred dollar digital camera yesterday from her.
1: See? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is bad. Yeah. Like of all the poachings of guests, like this could be the worst. The one. one. Guest that likes to give. I mean, right. we had, and I don't know why I'm so phlegmy right now, but we had, because you're emotional about this. <laughs> I
2: understand.
1: Mike coughs when I have phlegm; he coughs in there as part <laughs> of his OCD. No, you just did. It's part of your OCD. <laughs> I see it. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, so think about how strong our bond was with Katie Linendoll. We even allowed her psychic friend to come on the program. Yes, right. right. Like she said, I've got a psychic friend. Yep. Can he come on the show? And we said, yes. That's how strong our
2: bond was with Katie Linendolle. Cough. He held it in. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> he's trying not to. I know. We we did a little partner deal. Yeah. Okay, we'll recruit you. Okay, we got to bring him. He has to come with you. All right. Package deal. We yeah. did a package deal with her. Unbelievable. This is rough. This I want is my rough. gift. Y'all better book her. I, I, I look forward to that gift this time of year. She it's the only can't. gift I get. No. I get one gift.
0: It's from up. Katie Linnendahl. We're not It's it.
2: it's over. We
0: cannot. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's it's a full-blown DA guess. <laughs> yeah. On a number of fronts, it's over. <laughs> what do you what mean? mean by, the other fronts? What do you mean by that now? There's no No other, hooking up with. There's no,
2: no <laughs> You're just <laughs> that is not disgusting Just it go is. What's uh, the other Despicable front? I think is what he Oh you sit here Staring at booties On your phone And I'm despicable I'm not staring I
0: look and I move on <laughs> <laughs> To the next booty
2: Yeah you move on To the next
1: Alright so on a Arse. On a number of fronts
0: It's what now Bogus Well it's over Because what's the next Holiday that the two of you Are going to be here for That you can come in And visit Boxing what? day Kwanzaa <laughs> <laughs> Kwanzaa Yes <laughs> Kwanzaa Come on
2: yeah, might be next guess. week. No, no,
1: I'll say this, too. They um, typically reach out to me to book the spot. It's always been like that. It has not always been no like that because for I they, suggested number her, to you. Since the first one, they've reached out to me, so they didn't reach out to me. I'll say that.
2: Well, you should have reached too. out to her.
1: I should have, yeah.
2: Next week, I'm though, got to do it. facts. Got to do it. She was do here it when? Now. She was here two days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, so not next week, the 19th. Can't, we we, it's, we, we can't. can't do it. No. Give me
1: the damn number. I'll do it. Right. We can do it. It's over. It's not over. It's If you saw her yesterday, you'd know it was over. It's over. Yeah. Well, she does not much... care about us. Wow. It's done. Bogus saw it, too. It's over. She is a DA yeah, well, guest. Can well, I, I
2: do this? Can y'all let me handle this Mm-mm. one?
1: No. No. It's, I'm telling you, you weren't <laughs> here to see over. it. It's not over.
0: It is. It's never over. Pete got a gift. Yeah. And he loved it. what did he get? He got Super Mario (laughs) pajama pants because the last time she was here on Halloween, he was dressed as Luigi, and his his reason for dressing as Luigi was because he thought Luigi was overlooked Mm. and overshadowed by Mario. So... (laughs) To bring him Which Mario. Is P-
1: just so him. Yeah, yes. exactly. I, mean,
0: but, you know, I, would, I would say, what did Luigi
1: do to make himself?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pete is the Luigi.
1: You know? I mean, <laughs> is, is Luigi getting overlooked or is it Luigi's fault, Pete? Yeah. Woe is me. That would all I would say. Like, why exactly is Luigi getting the short end of the stick? average uh, plumber. He's, he's not underrated. He's just rated. You give me Katie's,
2: uh, I'll I'm, I'm reach no, out to her. No, no, yes.
1: no. I'm going to reach out no. to her right now no. on, we the, should, on the Twitter. No, we should counter whoever Katie Linendoll's biggest competition is, we should now book. Ooh. That's what we should do. Like, whoever's on, like, Good Morning America instead of the Today Show, whoever that person is, we'll get them instead. Or we could get, uh-huh. like, the hood Christmas tech person. Like, I wish we could get that, too. I think that would also be pretty funny. <laughs> you she know us, <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and where can you find that <laughs> down the block <laughs> at As the for- Johnson's house? <laughs> yeah. well, what, do you,
2: what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Living room? <laughs> yeah, both, where that come from? Yeah. It's, all, it's all I'm
1: saying. Knock twice and ask for Ricky. And- I, got, I
2: got somebody. I got somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you? Oh,
1: got me excited.
2: Over up in Harlem. Yeah. Harlem up in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, well, what, what y'all want? I'll I'm going to use my new
0: camera from Katie. So you, I'll see you guys later. So you got a gift? I got a real a, a research gift. It's for kids, and she's like, "You've got two kids." I was like, "They do." It's not
2: over, man. Bond is real. As soon as I find her, my direct message to her from way back when, <laughs> I'm getting on it. It's not over. It's never over. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Great line i can't say say it. i
1: can't we're coming right back keep up with the latest on the show on twitter at geo
2: and jones so it looks every like damn white coach getting a job <laughs> and brothers sitting on the sideline every damn day ain't nothing changing america I believe... head coach and experienced my you know what mm. so that's a good
1: segue what i think brian's referring to just a guess is that Tennessee's going to go with Alabama defensive coordinator Jeremy? Of course Pruitt, not. Barring some sort of eleventh-hour change.
2: I was talking about this high school high school uh, coaching job down in West Texas. Oh, that's yeah. that's what I'm yeah. sorry. I <laughs> made an assumption there. I probably shouldn't have. Um, so, I
1: guess the the biggest argument that that you would have comes from the no coaching experience thing. So. That was every person that you asked about T. Martin that we had Mm on. Hasn't been a head coach. Yeah. Hasn't been a head coach. Right.
2: No head coach. So then they go with a guy who. No head coach experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, He's been a damn good defensive coordinator at Alabama. Goes to Florida. Uh, Florida State wins a national title there. Then goes to Georgia. And then back to Alabama. Uh, So, uh, you know, there for a while. He'd won like three or four national titles in a row of course, back-to-back with Alabama. Then uh, the first year he's there at Florida State, he wins one as a defensive coordinator, and then he goes to Georgia. Now uh, he's going to leave Alabama again and become the new head coach at Tennessee. So if you can't lick them, get one of their own. That's what Tennessee's doing.
1: Why, though, if you're Jeremy Pruitt, is this the opportunity for you when you've seen how this thing has unfolded? Because clearly this is a guy who's going to get other opportunities because of his standing in the college football world. I'm sure he's interviewed for other jobs as well uh, prior to this. Uh, do you think that because of the lack of head coaching experience in other situations, he might not be able to jump to such a high-profile job and he thought that the conditions were right? Because to me, I'm thinking, because generally like a guy like that, you don't get it. Those, those opportunities don't happen as But I guess it happened with Kirby Smart too at Georgia. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't happen as much maybe. Um, So maybe he's thinking that, but it just seems like a weird place to go if you have other options with the way that this situation has been handled. And
2: and it's interesting also, I wonder if Florida State reached out to him Mm -hmm. with their opening or if they already had their eye on on Willie Taggart and and his recruiting prowess because he left uh, Oregon with the the best recruiting class they'd ever uh, put together. Uh so uh I'm I would like to know whether or not they reached out considering he had been on that campus he'd been a defensive coordinator when they won a, their national title. Uh but that being said, this Tennessee job I've always maintained this is still a great job. This is one of the best in America. Now, yes, they made a mess of it. John Curry uh and and whoever else you want to name, uh, of course that 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 mob that uh, went out and just did the the most uh, idiotic a thing of digging in the crates and trying to assign some allegations to Greg Schiano and soil his reputation—that was just ludicrous. Uh, but it's still a great job, and I, I, when you have an opportunity to jump to an institution like Tennessee, uh, I think you have to take it. And there were others who said no because of everything that was transpiring around it. But they were still into a pretty good situation. Dave Dorn, you know, he gets a raise. Mike Gundy, we knew day one he wasn't leaving Oklahoma State. And he parlayed uh, the interest from uh, Tennessee into a raise as well. Mike Norvell, uh, you know, his name had been mentioned with the job. He now has a new extension there in Memphis. and not sure why he decided to stay in Memphis and and not go to Tennessee. But it's a hell of a job, and and this is a great opportunity now for Jeremy Pruitt. And another one of Nick Saban's uh, guys is getting a head coaching job. Jimbo Fisher was with him at LSU. Uh, Of course, you've got uh, Kirby Smart and what he's done there at at Georgia in his second year, his alma mater winning the SEC championship, and and now – you have Pruitt, who's going to move on. and Will Muschamp at South Carolina. So his coaching tree is, is, is starting to spread. Starting to infect others. Yes, yes it is. At this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, did
1: they end up getting a guy that you think can succeed? Really what it comes well, like down I said,
2: to. He's been a damn good defensive coordinator. So we, we, I have no idea what type of head coach he's going I mean, to be. It just be.
1: seems like they went through
2: a lot of different guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, and I mean, it seems like if the reports were true, the call to T. Martin was just a token call. Hey, how you doing, T? You good? All right. Bye. Why is that? I have no idea. Why you even why you even call him if, if he's not going to be a legitimate candidate for your job? And should have made that call a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it is surprising to me, especially now that they've gone with a guy who has not been a head coach. Because every other name that you heard was someone who had been a head coach
2: before. And, and I said that, I said this from day one, that – that uh, prerequisite is only applicable to a certain demographic. So it was bulldookie when it was spewed by all the guests we had on here and and those at Tennessee. That was not going to be a deal breaker if you had not been a head coach. So the uh, most intense, comical, (laughs)
1: disgusting at times, stomach-turning clown show (laughs) in sports has now come to an end. Tennessee, congratulations. <laughs> and best of luck. Yeah. We'll be watching. Coming up next, the worst commissioner I have ever witnessed gets a contract that could pay him $40 million a year. It's Gio and Jones coming right back on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,